Welcome to the Revital Health Podcast. I'm Jodie Duval and I'm a functional naturopath in Perth, WA. This is a place where you can expand your knowledge on how to optimise your health and realise your full potential. We'll have cutting edge information with expert guests and having lots of fun along the way. Get ready to be empowered and motivated to reach your higher vitality and find your ultimate potential. Let's go! Revital Health is a proud member of the Health Optimization Network. Health Optimization Medicine and Practice is a 501c3 nonprofit on a mission to educate doctors and practitioners on how to optimize for health rather than treating disease. If you're interested in becoming a practitioner or donating, head over to homehope.org. Revital Health Clinic is the first and only of its kind exclusive health optimization clinic in Australia with state of the art technology protocols and personalized healthcare, compounded medicines made specifically to your testing individualities. To find out more, head to revitalhealth.com.au. In today's episode, we have the privilege of diving into the fascinating world of brainwave entrapment technology with Dr. Patrick Porter. We talk about the amazing way to revitalize your overall wellness through better brain fitness, activate your brain's peak potential and tap into different neural pathways to think, sleep and perform better. Dr. Patrick Porter is an entrepreneur, author and renowned speaker who has dedicated his life's work to enhancing mental and physical well-being through his groundbreaking creation, The Brain Tap. With a PhD in psychology and over three decades of research in brainwave simulation, Dr. Porter has established himself as a leading expert in the field. Throughout his career, Dr. Porter has authored several enlightening books, including Awaken the Genius, The Genie in Your Genes, and Thriving in the Age of Chronic Illness. His expertise has taken him across the globe, where he has shared his insights on brainwave entrapment and its profound impact on our lives. In this episode, we dive into the origins of brain time, the science and research. Dr. Porter provides us first-hand glimpse into his transformative experience and explore its wide range benefits for the various individuals including those facing specific health challenges. We also look to the future uncovering the exciting developments on the horizon for BrainTap and its continuous evolution. We hope you enjoy this enlightening episode as we learn how to wake up your brain. All right, welcome Dr. Patrick Porter. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a little while for us to get together, but I'm very very excited to have you here. So thank you for your time. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. So fascination with everything that you do. Um, so I want to hear a little bit about how you actually got into, um, you know, all of this brain entrapment um, technology and, and techniques. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, so give me a, a little bit of a, a history, I guess, on how you ended up here. Okay. Well, it all started because my dad was a Silva instructor, the Silva method, which is a a meditation practice. I grew up with that. So I was trained in that from the time I was 12 years old till now. I mean, still using portions of it. So they use something called the Silva sound, which puts you into a state of alpha. So that kind of engaged my curiosity about how sound affects people. And it helped me in my school and in my sports and things like that. So when I got older, I started working with my dad giving seminars and then uh, always looking for different ways to improve people's experience with going into altered states. Um, 
I went to school first for electronics, not because I was going to create brain tap or anything like that. I was really into uh, at that time, just tinkering with radios and TVs, which you don't even fix anymore. You just throw them out. But back when I was a kid, you actually fixed them. And so I went to school for electronics. And then I ran into a group called Light and Sound Research. And I went to work with them. And they had a big clinical bottle that was $10,000. And we were, uh, there's a long story behind that that we don't have to go into here. But they were trying to recreate it because the founder had passed away. And I basically was helping them reverse engineer it and figure out because the guy left no plans and he he died which happens a lot with these inventors that are afraid somebody's gonna you know steal their idea and then uh while we were doing it we realized that i could uh create a smaller version of it it was called the mc square and we built that back in the 80s and i've been actually using it ever since i started a franchise company to sell them that i sold that company and then when that company went out of business, because I sold it out on over time, so that was supposed to be like my retirement, although I was too young to retire, but I, I was doing other things, living in California. And then my sister was still working for them. And she said, Patrick, you better go back to work because this isn't going to last. You know, they're not running it like you. And uh, But it gave me the money that I needed to start BrainTap. And I started that in 2013 with the idea that I wanted to create something new different and better because the other one was a lot of wires and a lot of confusion and and of course it didn't use apps and you know there were a lot of things that we didn't have back then that as we've evolved it and really I, I was always looking for a way to help people get into a better state of mind and I believe in something called the the uh uh it's it's called the uh there's an effect that happens when people meditate and it actually changes the morphogenetic field. In fact, they they did a study in with the Maharishi, they call it the Maharishi effect. And they did a study here in Washington, DC, where he sent meditators there. And this really piqued my interest because during the study, while they were meditating, crime went down over 25%. In the history of the world, in, in the summer in Washington, DC, the crime has never went down. When mm -hmm. they stopped meditating, crime went right back up. So it was like proven and also people getting hurt and hospitalized went down just by them meditating. So mm -hmm. I thought, wow, we've got to design something that can get more people into this meditative state of peace and harmony and gratitude. And so that was my main focus. And now, you know, we're on a mission to better a billion brains, because I believe if we get a billion people brain tapping, we're going to we're going to affect the planet. And we're going to live more in a, in a world of cooperation and collaboration rather than in war and greed. And, you know, everybody wants something. We're in this together. I mean, nobody gets out of here alive. So, you know, we need to work together to make it a great place to live. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, I love that you mentioned the silver. I actually haven't had anyone else mention that to me. My mum studied the silver method when I was very young and she used to always give me little snippets of, of pieces of gold that she learned from the method. Um, but I, I haven't heard it mentioned much since, which, you know, I, I mentioned it to other, others and they have they have no idea what, what it was or what it is. Um, and it was it was powerful. You know, she would she would use it in the car park, you know. Like, yeah. park, get a park up and boom there it is like, oh mom you're magic <laughs> um yeah parking spaces were one of their big things that they would do. 
exactly exactly um but it, it is a it, it's a it's a beautiful um way of looking at it because you know so many methods but it's it's a, an ability to have a technology that's actually allowing for that you know there's there's that the heart math, math method but it it requires certain things from people versus an actual um technology that you can use and utilize and actually the, the measurement and you know your beautiful voice talking everyone through things as well so um it's I, I just love the idea of it and so talk me through, Patrick, for everyone who don't who don't know what the brain tap is, the technology, um, what it actually has, you know, obviously the light waves, the brain waves, the all the different music and that 360 view. Um, and then we'll work into a little bit more of the research around that specifically. Sure. Yeah, what well, what we started with was retinal flashing. And the reason we did that is we started to realize that, and this was proven through research, that when you close your eyes without retinal flashing, without the light, your brain, you actually shut down 30% of your brain. So that's why a lot of people, when they meditate, they can't stay awake because they don't have energy. You know, a lot of people are just burned out right now. So mm -hmm. your eyes also have the most mitochondria. So it's where your body absorbs light energy and also transmits light energy. Mm -hmm. So then we also took that a step further by introducing lights in the ears. Then people look at that, they go, why would you have lights in the ears? Well, actually every cell of your body has light receptors. So it's not like just your eyes. Every cell of your body has those. That's why if you sleep in a room that has light, it keeps you awake because the cells of your body start absorbing light energy and they wake up, you know? So in the, but what we did with the light in the ears is every two minutes, it changes to another frequency of light. Even though it's red and blue light, 470 nanometer and 650 nanometer light, it's pulsing at one of the Noget frequencies. Now, Dr. Noget was the guy who invented auricular therapy, which most people know as Chinese acupuncture, but as Americans, you got to change the name and own it. So he 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 called it <laughs> auricular therapy. And what it is, there's different regions of the ears that they can put needles in or stones in or pebbles, and it actually can change the flow of energy through the body. So there's something called photobiomodulation. So what we showed was if we bathe the ear in light, and we did nine LEDs in each ear, because a 20-minute dose of that light is equivalent to a two-minute dose of laser. So think of it like a um, almost like a supplement for the for the brain. And all the blood from the body flows through the, the body every 45 seconds. But when it goes into the ears, it takes up to three minutes. So it's a great place to absorb proteic energy because that's what hemoglobin does. It does it anyway, even you don't have to be wearing the brain tap for that to happen, it just does it. And then that, that proteic energy goes, because the ears regulate the temperature of the brain, that blood goes into the brain. Like, so now we're delivering energy into the brain so it can do the work we need to do the rest of it. And then we have sounds. We have three different kinds of sounds. We have isochronic tones, which is like the planet. If we're sitting by the ocean, for instance, that's a 10 hertz frequency. It resonates and vibrates at that. That's alpha. If we go to the mountains, it's 7.8 hertz frequency. That's theta. And so we go to these different regions of the, we call them earth frequencies, but they're really, our brain has mirror neurons and it's always basically mirroring its environment that's and it changes your epigenetics it changes who you are every 40 seconds that's mm -hmm. how fast your genetics change based on these epigenetic properties so we're we're exposing the body to these frequencies the body's changing and then when we use the uh binaural beats which is actually for those who don't know what a binaural beat is if we put a 310 hertz frequency in one ear and a 300 in the other, the brain doesn't hear the 310 or the 300. It only hears the 10 hertz frequency. 
And it's weird because we're, our brain is doing that all the time. One of the ways I tell people is if you've ever recorded yourself on your phone, you go, do I sound like that? That's because you're hearing it differently from the outside than from the inside. And you're actually using that binaural effect because we have two ears. So your, your brain is actually measuring the difference between that sound from one side of the room to the other. It's doing that all the time, but because they're the same frequency, it doesn't have a mismatch. It just sounds weird. And then, then we've also, in that sound, we use music. There's music they call the Mozart effect. And what, that, what they've shown in that music is that if you play that music in the background while you're studying, this is something we learned in Silva too, while you're studying or doing work, you're actually smarter just by listening to that music. So I made sure that all of our music is what they call 10 cycle music. We call it 360 music too, because now with the way we can record it, it, it makes it feel like you're in a dome or you're in this 360. Yeah. So you can have, and I use this dual voice induction sometimes where you hear my voice over here and over here and over here. So it's, we're activating different regions of the brain. And then there's always that voice that goes down the middle of your brain. That's the logical part of our nature. So we, all those things mixed together create really a stressful experience for the brain, but it's a good stress. You know, it's like you stress. It's not a negative stress. And the only way we develop and grow and learn is through stress. So like a game, when we're playing a sport or, you know, when we're having a conversation, those are stressful because you're listening to somebody, you're figuring out what you're going to say next. But if you're a communicator, you love that because you love the banter and you love talking back and forth. So we use we use gaming really to get the brain to participate and we can measure the improvement of it. And that's what we've done in our research projects. Mm. <clears throat> so with the, with the actual lights themselves, so what sort of, what, what, what are the lights? You know, uh, uh, do, do they change in terms of, um, you know, the, the, yeah, the, 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 the eye lights, the eye lights only change for, they go between 0 0.5, which is Delta all the way up to 78, which is high gamma. Yeah. So we have sessions that people, there's a whole gamma series that we did based on a psilocybin. We did, mm -hmm. uh, I did a research project with a doctor in Dallas, Texas here, and we were working with veterans of war and they were doing a psilocybin uh, to basically liberate their brain and create more neuroplasticity. And what we wanted to see was, can we use brain tap to integrate that neuroplasticity? But a good number of them didn't want to do, didn't want to do the uh, psilocybin. They were afraid that they were going to get addicted. And so what we did was we measured the brains of the, the guys going through it. And we realized that there was a region of the brain, like right around in this area, that just had a heightened degree of a really big amount of gamma activity. And they were having these kind of spiritual experiences. Well, then we realized that gamma produces GABA, which is a precursor to DMT. So they were getting that DMT endogenously through their own nervous system. And so we created a series and people were having psilocybin trips with no psilocybin because it's really about the frequency, the body mimicking it. So it's kind of like homeopathy or something like that, where the signature is there, but there's no real physical substance because we live in a, we really do live in an energy field. So if we can change the field, we change the way we respond to that field. Yeah. And like you say, we can produce these things endogenously. So how do we heighten that? And what techniques can we use to actually bring that out naturally? And that is powerful because, you know, there's so many restrictions around these psychedelic medicines that have so much, you know, clinical relevance, but also danger outside of that too. But this is just your own body. So you're, you're utilizing that daily if you need to. Um, 
incredible. I do it every morning. I do a gamma session every morning to get that kind of out of body, kind of out of world kind of thing. You take my mental vacation every morning. And um, so, and I've done a psilocybin before, so I kind of have the memories of that. So I can kind of you know, get that kind of experience every morning. Absolutely. Yeah, because if anyone has experienced any of these things and you actually know, you know, even DMT, you know, ayahuasca and, and all that sort of stuff, you're, you're going to be able to then remember and there's that, that, that memory there. Um, so talk to me, talk me through that. Like, there's been a lot of research that you have done. Um, and like you said, in conjunction with other programs, with other universities, what, you know, obviously we talk stress, we talk dealing with, you know, lifestyle around everyone at the moment is so intense. You know, the fast paced life, the environmental, as you said, you know, epigenetics is changing constantly. Um, massive, you know, information coming through on a daily basis from our environment. Now, where can we really look at the focus and what have you found in the research that is going to that is most useful? And we could say everything because I believe it's everything. <laughs> but it's right. yeah. yeah, I do too. But I, I think one of the main places we're focused on now that we did with Brazil, we had three universities in Brazil that were pharmaceutical schools that did studies with brain tap in opioids. And the Brazilian government actually paid for the studies because they wanted to get people off these opioids that are causing so much trouble. And so in the study, they were diagnosed with a certain level of opioids, the group that used those. They could not change those during the study because the problem with opioids are they become non-effective. They keep up in the dose, open the dose, open the dose until they become toxic and they become addicts. And so we wanted to show what would happen if you did three brain tap sessions a day. Mm. We beat them in all three studies with mm. significance. And that study is, those three studies are being now uh, published in Brazil. And the Brazilian government has actually uh, coined the term digital drug for brain tap. So in the whole thing is re really because our brain is the most powerful pharmacy on earth. It can release 30,000 different neurochemicals with a simple thought. So we can't take enough external chemicals to do the same thing that our brain can do. It's a, it's a marvel and it's designed to heal itself. So we have to get rid of the thoughts, the traumas or the toxins, and then the brain can do its job. But if any of those things are wrong, like if you have wrong thinking, your brain's not gonna regulate because thoughts are things to the brain. You know, it, it doesn't know the difference between it or imagine. So if you're, if you're shouldn't all over yourself all day long, you're never going to get the relief you need. Now, if you have, if you have a toxic diet, you know, or a toxic home, like you have mold or, you know, all these things that are happening or you don't get outside enough. These are things that affect the cellular system too. And then of course, if you've had trauma, you know, those are things you've got to heal, you know? So I'm a big believer in the, the in fact, my new book that's coming out, it's called uh, Brain Fitness Blueprint. And I talk about the three phases or the three waves. Number one is nutrition. You can't outthink a bad diet. So I don't, unless you teach me that you're St. Germain, you can't eat junk and make a good body. You know, you've got to eat healthy foods, you know, and, and do it. And even, you know, like people go, I want to have a six pack, you know, like have the abs showing, but those abs are not made in the gym. They're made in the kitchen, you know, and people don't realize that. So that's number one. Number two is we've got to get moving and breathing. If we're not moving and breathing, like doing Tai Chi or yoga or breath work, you know, there's a lot of ways we can do it. Our lymph system does not have a heart like our bloodstream. So if that lymph system isn't moving, we're not detoxing. And it, it actually 
we have metabolic lock, we get foggy brain, we get that leads to dementia, which leads to Alzheimer's, which is at all time high, because people are filling their bodies with junk, and they're sitting on the TV, sitting watching TV all day. They say the average person watches 40 hours of television a week. So I'm wondering who's watching my 40 hours, you know, because I'm not watching it. And then number three is we need some kind of brain fitness, right? We need to, and that's where brain tap comes in. Now, exercise can be brain fitness, uh, mm -hmm. but there's an, there's an athlete over here in America named Tom Brady. They might know him there as well. He's actually our, he actually is a brain tap user, but he's also his company TB12 is our exclusive entree to the pro world, the pro sports world. They use brain tap. They call it prehab because instead of waiting till your brain breaks down, why not get your brain working optimally? So that's what I tell people. You can, you can prepare. You don't have to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. You can have a breakthrough without the breakdown, but we're so conditioned to think I'm just going to keep it as is until I break down and then I'm going to do something. You know, when my health goes to hell in a handbasket, I'm finally going to start eating healthy. I'm going to start, I'm going to give up those cigarettes. I'm going to give up that drink every night. I'm going to, whatever it is, they, mm -hmm. they start believing that they have time. And the reality is that you don't have time because the body you have today was made two years ago. So by the time you know there's something wrong, you've already set the pattern and that's much more difficult than creating the pattern, creating a pattern of health. You know, that's the key here is how do we train the brain and body to be healthy on all levels, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And then we take it to that next level of, of well-being. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what you said about, you know, the basics and that's really a, a key driver. And I've spoken to so many different people from all walks of professions and expertise and the basics have to always be there. You know, your, as you said, the nutrition, the movement, that's what takes to build this machine. Um, and yes. you need to be able to, you know, just like a car, service that machine. And it's prevention of the engine falling out of the car, you know, versus waiting for the engine to fall out and putting a new one in. We don't have that. We don't, we can't mm -hmm. do that. So absolutely. And I think prevention, and this is where I he butt heads a lot with, um, conventional medicine, you know, because it's it's really the only the time and the money and education based on um, right now, you know, the acute scenario versus prevention. Obviously, my it was field. So funny. Yeah, <laughs> I was just at I was just at a convention here in California with primary care physicians. Yeah. First time we ever went there, yeah. and we were measuring their brains with the NeuroCheck, which is a device that can measure the nervous system. And I had to show them they had the worst brains we have ever measured. And I remember there's a guy named Dr. Joe Wallach that used to have a, and it's still available on the internet called Dead Doctors Don't Lie because the average doctor only lives to be 56. So why in the world are we going to them for healthcare? They're sick care and they're not even taking care of themselves. And what was so funny was at the booth, these doctors are going, do, you, do I have to do this the rest of my life? And I said, when you prescribe medicine for people, do you ever tell them they have to do it the rest of their life? Of course they do. They get them. To, and I said, this is medication. Meditation is your medication. You know, if you've got, it's something you do. Every, I love when people say, do you do it? They ask me, I said, yeah, I haven't missed a day. They go, is it addictive? I said, I don't know. I've been doing it since 1986. You know, it's, it's, why wouldn't I keep doing it? You know, it's, it's serving me, you know, and everybody has stress. So you either have to have a great strategy to deal with it, or you just have a great constitution. Like my two grandmas, they live to be 90. My grandfathers didn't make it out of their 60s, yeah. you know, so they couldn't handle that same amount of stress. 
in my grandmothers, they could, they, they eat terribly. They, they had the genetics that they just, and I remember still eating dinner with my grandma. This was years ago. And she said, Patrick, I hope when you get older that you're going to, it's going to be worth you not eating, you know, the whatever. And I said, grandma, I'm not doing it for when I get older. I'm doing it. So I feel good now because an hour after reading, you're going to be complaining about your stomach hurting. She did it every day, you know, and it's like, they don't understand you eat this way to feel good now. You, but so many people want that immediate gratification. They'll, they'd rather eat that junk food now thinking it's health food or thinking it's somehow going to liberate them or they're going to have time to rebuild their body when there's no time like now. You know, we have to learn to forego some of these indulgences because once you forego them for a little bit, they, you start to realize they're not really serving you. You know, sugar becomes too sweet, you know, instead of being just a little thing. Absolutely. And that mind over matter, I think, you know, that that genetic that genetic makeup is a massive one. But also my observation over the clinical years is also, you know, those with strong mindset, positive mindset, you know, mind over matter or mind is matter. Um, and therefore, you know, those who have really strong mindsets tend to be healthier because they're they're thinking in a, in a in a much beautiful way and the body is responding accordingly so yeah. how do we shift that for those who are in that, that toxicity in their in their own thinking and i see it here you know treat, treating people you do all the things that would work for someone else and there's a block here or there is you know an inability to think in that way in health and then boom you know nothing is working as soon as you start to un unravel that emotional suppression then boom you know they're, they're actually starting to move in the right direction for their wellness for their health yeah yeah there's always an emotional component to every physiological problem and if you don't deal with it it's just going to come back again you know the the whole thing is that um our body keeps score so, you know, it, it's like a hard drive. So if we, if we don't, you know, the power of forgiveness and just being in the moment, when we test people, we know if somebody looks at life as a series of threats, they're going to test terribly. Those negative people that look at life like that, the people that look at life as a series of challenges, and they're always happy and smiling, they might even be overweight but they score really well. You know, they, they might even eat a little bit of garbage or whatever, but they still score well because their mind is, they're in such a good mood that that changes things. And, and I tell people the, the biggest reason people right now today are in such bad shape is the liver. And they don't realize that the liver houses 25 grams of sugar. And every time you have a stressful event, it dumps it into the bloodstream. Now, sugar is the worst thing you can give your brain. So you're either eat, your brain is either burning sugar or it's burning fat. And it works best on fat, right? Ketones. But if you're dumping that much sugar into the system, it's going to be a sugar burner. And we've actually shown people how your metabolism can drop in half just by a stressful event. So some people are stressed out all day long. They wake up stressed. They go to sleep stressed. They actually watch the news to get more stress. You know, it's just crazy what they do. And the perception, you know, I, I tell this to my clients too, is that, you know, your body, like you said before, your mind perceives stress in as the same in any form. You know, someone cuts you off in traffic, it still sees that as a tiger chasing you down, down the street. <laughs> you know, it still sees a TV show that you're watching as a stressful event. So you could be sitting watching and relaxing TV, watching a, a murder in front of you, and your body is perceiving that as it's happening to you. Right? And it's it's making that connect again, I think. And a lot of people are just so disconnected from how we should be living our lives and how we should be thinking and how we should be looking after ourselves. 
And it's just more and more as I move through my practice and talk to people, it's just this common denominator constantly. That's yeah. why the, the, the Maharishi said that the whole problems we have in the world is because most people cannot sit quietly for 10 minutes with their own thoughts. Yeah. You know, if you can't sit quietly for 10 minutes with your own thoughts, there's bigger problems for you. We need to resolve that because there's there's probably a lot of shame, guilt, all the negative emotions. And there's one thing that's common to all of those, lack of breathing. Mm -hmm. So when you think about fear, anxiety, anger, uh, stress, you're not breathing. So the first thing I tell people, don't worry about all those negative emotions. Just start a breathing practice. And you'll find that you will shift your thinking because you can't hold on to anger when you're breathing. You can't be depressed when you're breathing. You can't, you can only do these things when you have lack of breath and lack of oxygen in the body. Absolutely. I totally agree. All these techniques that we have available to us and breathing is free. <laughs> you know, yes. sunshine is free. Yep. <laughs> All these yep. Um, so the thing is free. You can get outside Earth and, and get rid of that excess energy in the system. Things like that. Grounding. Uh, oh, you know, and and to what we have, you know, it's 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 so so sad that we have all these availabilities at our footsteps, you know, at our ground, but we don't use them, or you know, most people don't use them. Um, so, you know, I guess with, with people it's, and, and I love the psychology behind it all is how do how do we make change? You know, how do we motivate these things? And, you know, you'll see people obviously they get sick, they want to make change or they have a family member that is unwell and that creates their own mortality, you know, change or thinking, you know, and my, my biggest part of my business is, you know, how do you make people want to make this change and what do you use as a motivator to get them on the way once they're there and they feel that it's incredible, you know, they want more of the good things. But it's how do you get to them to that, that point? How do you make them feel healthy and be healthy? And these technologies are fantastic in that, that it's easy, you put it on, there's nothing else to think about. You're doing it already and then it makes you feel good. So you want to do it again the next day. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're creating your own neurochemistry. You're getting high on your own supply there. And it's all positive. You know, if you basically people can't hold, they don't really want to hold on to that anger and fear, but they just don't know what else to do. They actually, some people would say become addicted to it because they're, but really it's their brain becomes patterned to it. It starts, they start to identify with it. Like people say, I'm a nervous Nelly, or I just get angry at people or, and they start to name it and claim it. And they don't understand that they're writing programs for their subconscious and then their subconscious plays them back while they're unconscious because, you know, 75% of the time we're unconscious. You know, yeah. we, we don't, I mean, we're not controlling our heartbeats right now. I mean, we could stop and slow them down if we just focus. But the reality is that there's trillions of things going on inside our biological system that we have no thought about. They still happening in, but we do have control over the thoughts we think as we start thinking about them. Most people never think about their thoughts. They think that just because they have a thought, like I should have dessert. Well, I should go have dessert. Well, it's just a thought. You know, it's, it's like, it's not, you don't have to do it, but because once they have the picture and then they see themselves enjoying it, the brain doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. There's that fear of loss and then they go do it. So you have to rehearse the opposite way. You have to rehearse those things. Like what's it going to be like when you're, you're healthy and, you know, capable of saying no occasionally, you know, the power to say yes and no is one of the things every health practitioner has to teach their people because 
they're they're used to saying no to all the wrong things and saying yes to all the you know all the wrong things we need to teach them to say yes to the things that are going to give you growth and health and harmony and say no to those things like the poison people in their life you know there's there's gainers and there's drainers you know there's there's people that when they walk in the room it gets a little dimmer you know you don't want to be around those people you want to be around the bright lights you know the people that are moving in the same direction that have the energy that keep you smiling and keep you moving in the same direction that cheer you on that don't feel like they're a hater because you're you're thin and healthy or you're or whatever you know whatever's going on or you're successful in business you know they they actually applaud you there are there are people out there there's it's a, it's a sick behavior that we have that people like to see their heroes fall you know they, they like to they like to see them on the way up but they love to see them on the way down you know it's, it's just crazy you know and i think it's it's all a matter of training you know it's just the way we've been conditioned you know look at i had a sister that wouldn't go to the store by herself when she was younger and I said to her, I said, Sarah, why don't you go to the store? She goes, oh, I don't know. I, I could get kidnapped and all this. And then that weekend, I saw her watching like three different, these Freddy Krueger movies right in a row, you know, these Halloween movies. I go, Sarah, why are you watching these movies? No wonder you can't go to the store by yourself. You're filling your brain with this negative stuff. You know, if it was up to me, I would take all the Stephen King novels that are negative. There's a lot of good ones he wrote, but they're all they're all rubbish. They're all building fear and anxiety, and I'm sure he's made a fortune off them, but they're really bad for our psyche. You know, they, they don't really feed our soul. They they feed that negative side of ourselves. Absolutely. It's choice of information coming in from all angles, isn't it? And, you know, that information from the horror movies, and they're at an all-time high. They're just starting to get they're, they're bigger and scarier. Like, I haven't been able to watch a horror movie since I was nine years old when I got absolutely... <laughs> Candyman did me in back then. <laughs> so well, yeah. the crazy, the crazy thing is, you're seeing hardly any uh, comedies. I always mm -hmm. tell people before you go to bed, if you want to watch something, just turn on a comedy. Something gets you laughing. Something light. You know, don't watch a spy novel or something that's suspenseful or fear based because your brain. And we've all had this happen to us. We fall asleep on the couch and maybe there's a war movie going on. Next thing you know, we're in our dream in the war because mm -hmm. that's what our subconscious does. It takes whatever we did last and it's it thinks that's important to us. So it includes it into our dream sequence and it amplifies that. So even though we're not in the war, then it starts thinking they must like this. So let me create this kind of conflict in their life. You know, and so we want to watch things and entertain things, read books that are inspiring, you know, and do things that are uplifting, because that's if you want that in your life, if you want misery and pain, then there's certainly a prescription for that that's out there in the world that seems to be the everyday norm, you know, it's sad. Absolutely. I was reflecting on that this morning, you know, those who are um, around that all the time, I'll say, you know, whatever energy you're around, you're going to create or that's you're going to see more of that. That's just the common laws of energy. Um, and then this morning, my aura ring warned me and it said, you know, what, look at your heart rate variability is going, is going down, like, you know, reflect on what has happened in the last week. And I, and I reflected, I'm like, oh, I've actually been watching this series that's a little bit more of a psychological thriller. So I think my sleep has not actually been as deep. I've been in a stressed state in my sleep. I'm like, oh my gosh, Jody, stop it. This is not good. <laughs> right. I mean, you got to watch those earlier instead exactly. of like, if you watch them earlier than two to three hours before sleep, your brain has a chance to, to realize those are just entertainment. It's not reality. But when you're in that twilight state just before sleep, the brain is very suggestible at that time. So it will include it in your dream sequence. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So Patrick, talk to me a little bit more about practicalities of, of brain tap, you know, how, how you use them, age, you know, differences, um, you know, clinically how you're suggesting this to be used in, you know, in clinics. Plus, I also wanted to ask you, and I'm not sure if the Desert Moon ladies do this, but we also have a hyperbaric here. You know, is it an opportunity to use these types of things within other technologies as well? Yeah, I love it in hyperbaric as long as you don't have oxygen in there. Where you know, if you if they can listen to their headphones in there, then they can use brain tap in there. Um, so and and we use it all the time with HBOT and uh, you're not in the big Seacrest machines typically. And I don't know, they do have hyperbaric though. They have two big ones at at Desert Moon. And when my when my wife and I go there, she gets in those all the time. I usually get an IV drip or something when I go there, something like that. But there, they have a lot of fun things there. But I love it. We do it with a lot of different technologies, like red light beds, uh, all these things, because what we're doing, whatever you're doing, if you're just laying there, you can also do brain training at the same time. And the nice thing about hyperbaric is you're you're getting more oxygen to those areas. You're getting the blood flow and the circulation. And so it's like a one-two punch with the therapy that's happening with brain tap because it's using light therapy. So you're getting that vasodilation, that blood flow, that circulation, nitric oxide release. So it's just amplifying in the brain. So you know, there's a lot of stem cell research now that they're showing that stem cells will go to where the light is. So when you're wearing the headset and you're activating, that's what's happening when you're doing HBOT, you're activating that stem cell production in the bones. So now it's going to the brain. More of it is because the light's there focusing. Yeah. So you've got this, you've got this amplified effect and we love it. Um, but what I recommend, you can use the headset on anyone, any age, as long as they can listen to a pair of headphones. Uh, but usually before four years old, they don't really need it. I mean, their brain should be in a state of alpha and theta. You know, they're not really that logical. Although there's a really cool video online where a mother is putting the brain tap on their child. He's looks like he's one years old or something. He's crying. As soon as he puts the brain tap on, it stops crying. Then he takes the brain tap off, starts crying. It's It's pretty cute. But I'm not going to say that that's it gets rid of colic or something like that. But um, what we find is that in the clinics, it's uh, and we proved this with a concussion protocol that we did with a school in Gaylord, Michigan. We took uh, Dr. Uh, Arkfeld, who ran the study, took every student in the school during 2020 that had a concussion. So whether it was a cheerleader or a football player or you know, whatever the sport was, wrestling, didn't matter, basketball. If they got a concussion, every other one was given the brain tap. The other wasn't. They all got the medical treatment that's prescribed, but only half of them got brain tap. They then followed that student a year after they returned to play. A year after that, they actually realized when they did the neurological testing that they had a 30 to 70% neurological improvement those people that wore the brain tap over those that didn't. So we always recommend to our doctors, after you're done doing all the other therapies you do, then use that. Now, if you're doing IV therapy, we've actually shown that if you use brain tap during IV therapy, you absorb 30% more of the nutrients because you're now, in a, yeah, so you're in a parasympathetic state. That's over somebody using their cell phone. So when you're using your cell phone, you're actually stressing out your body. You're not absorbing as much. I would never let someone use their cell phone in a therapy room, because it, it, no matter how much it, they're just not, unless they just want to pay you money and not get the absorption, you know, mm -hmm. because they're, they're looking, they're looking at their emails, they're answering texts, they're getting emotional, and that's mm -hmm. going to drive their behavior to be more um, sympathetic instead of parasympathetic, which is what you need. So we have, uh, especially ketamine therapy, uh, they wouldn't walk, look at their phones during that anyway, but during ketamine therapy, we have uh, <laughs> 
we have sessions that are 66 minutes that are all the different sophigio frequencies. So yeah. we have people coming in for 10, uh, 10 sessions of ketamine so they can experience the 10 different sophigio frequencies while they're doing it because you get a different experience every time. And uh, that's a pretty cool experience. We have, um, you know, we also have sessions that people just come in to do weight loss with brain tap. We have over 200 sessions just for weight loss because stress is such a big deal. So the doctors will, most doctors have their own nutrition. They have their own supplements and things they recommend, but we become the mindset because again, everything has an emotional component. The weight has an emotional component. And if you don't deal with that emotional component, they're just going to gain the weight back. And mm -hmm. brain tap, my, one of my old products, it was actually called the Pathfinder. We were featured in a magazine over here called People Magazine. And mm -hmm. we had given them over 100 people that had lost half their weight and kept it off for more than five years without a diet. We just gave them the device. Because when you lower the stress, your metabolism increases and you're not burning sugar anymore. Your body can burn fat just like we used to do back in the seventies and sixties, you know, when there were, there weren't very many overweight people. I mean, when I went to school, I graduated in 1980 from high school and I only had one overweight person in my whole school. Now I go to my grandkids school and I'm going, Oh my God, I'm glad I'm not there because, you know, almost every other, now my grandkids are very, they're very athletic and they're, they're trim and fit. And we encourage them. They don't get to watch TV all the time. They don't get to be on their devices all the time. They're, you know, life is meant to be lived, not played through a video game, you know, the, the, but a lot of people use it as their babysitter and their children are suffering for it. Absolutely. I totally agree. I grew up on a farm riding horses. I didn't even know oh, what it was, you know, I didn't even have a house back then. Like I was living in the stables and now, yeah. you know, I see my children like I've got a seven and eleven year old and you know they always like you know mom can I go on the tv no go outside no you can't <laughs> and then you know we got 30 minute screen time limit on our whole day you know, that's it so it's it's ruining and then their their ability to regulate their emotions afterwards you can tell the difference absolutely well, back when back before my son realized what was happening I'd, I'd say because he he had him watching television before we picked him up one time Mm. And he was, Eli was just unbearable. I said, Alex, please just keep mm. the TV off before we come over and get it. Because he, it just dysregulates the brain. Absolutely. And it's designed to do that, to keep them glued to the TV, to, to make them stupid. You know, so, uh, I mean, you can find good programming, but if you just let them pick, they're going to pick something silly, like maybe watching YouTube videos for hours, you know, doing silly stuff like that. Yeah, it's just on next, 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 next. <laughs> So Patrick, talk to me a little bit more about um, what that looks like from a scenario of benefit. You know, obviously you do yours every day. I would imagine every day is going to be the best, but what are we looking at for minimum time? Say if only people can come into a clinic or utilize it somewhere, what, what are the minimums that you would be looking at to get benefits? We have some clinics that only have them listen to it once a week and they get a benefit. Wow. There's actually a 72 hour halo effect on the brain tap. So your nervous system, everything's going to try to regulate back. So we need to interrupt that pattern. So if you can do it, I would say the best is every three days at first for the first 21 to, you know, 48 days or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, most of our clinics will see them twice a week mm -hmm. because it's just not convenient. A lot of our clinics are only open four days a week because they're chiropractors and they don't, um, you know, they have part-time jobs with full-time payments, you know, so I always tell them, why don't you let your staff open up the other two days and, you know, because you, you have a community that would be willing to come in during those days. 
but a lot of our doctors would just sell the headset to the patients that want or the clients that want it to use it at home. At home, once a day is good, but twice a day is even better and three times a day is excellent because the time of the day is really important. In the morning, we train a brainwave called SMR, which is sensory motor rhythm. That's the one as you get um, you know, more intelligent, better looking with age, that's the brainwave that actually atrophies. So we want to work on that. And that's the one we work on a lot with our dementia studies. And they're the only one that we change the afternoon session because we have them do a longer SMR session because mm -hmm. we really need to get that brain woke up. It's it's basically going to sleep. It's It wants to sleep. It just wants to, uh, you know, there's a saying, the masses are asleep. Well, I've scanned about 30,000 brains over the last 10 years. And I can tell you they're not asleep, but they want to be because they have high delta going on. And that high delta, even though there, I just saw a video from somebody saying that high delta was good. I've never seen high delta good when you're and they're doing delta training. I, I can tell you right now, you don't need any delta training. Delta is unconscious. What you need is gamma training. That's super conscious. You know, you want to go the other way, not, not downward. And then, so in the afternoon, we have sessions that are theta training because we need to reboot the brain. And, and this happens to all of us, because in the middle of the day at two o'clock, no matter where you're at in the world, your temperature is going to drop two degrees. And in night, it's going to increase two degrees. So this is just a natural phenomenon with our body. But if our brain is dysregulated, we could get colder in the afternoon. That's where a lot of people say, I got to put my sweater on in the afternoon. They think it's colder, but it's it's just their body temperature. And at night, some people will wake up with a sweat because their body dysregulated. And it had more than, if you go to three degrees, even you'll start sweating, yeah. you know, so so we, we do that. And then at night, we have sessions that are called Sleep Rx. And uh, those, those sessions are designed to put you to sleep. So you just put that on, go to sleep. And so depending upon when during the day you listen, you pick the sessions. Now we have 2000 sessions. And some of them we have like the music only sessions, we have them encoded for morning, afternoon and evening. So depending upon when you're listening, you can listen to that piece of music you like, but have the right brain frequency at that time. So a lot of people have a misconception about meditation. They go, well, I meditate. Well, that's mm -hmm. fine. But I've never seen a meditation do a brain tap can do ever. I've, mm -hmm. I mean, even gurus in India, I've never mm -hmm. seen them beat brain tap in what it can do for the brain as far as bringing energy in because we train the brain at different times of the day to do different things. So that's the key to brain fitness. And I'm not saying it's a, a substitute for meditation, but it's it's actually um, will get the brain into the right frequencies so you can operate in the right wavelength, let's say. You know, at night you need a brain that's going to shut down and go to sleep. You don't want your you don't want that dopamine and cortisol and norepinephrine like you want in the morning. In the morning, you want that. That's why we call it digital coffee in the morning. We call it quaaludes in the evening. You know, we want to put the brain to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, so that's you know fascinating. Obviously, I, I want to dive into a little bit more of the pro programs and even the protocols um, in regards to dementia because that's something that is close to the heart for me. Um, but also, when 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 you're meditating, you can do the brain tap at the same time, right? Oh yes, yeah, you do I do it every time. Yeah. yeah. You do, you just put on one of the music series and what, what do you want to, a lot of people will meditate like with Silva was alpha. Mm -hmm. That's because we found that uh, there's a lot of people out there that say I've meditated in theta, but I've not met them. And I've measured a lot of brains. Theta is very difficult to do. It takes a long time. And you, I mean, I have met gurus that have done that, but it takes light, sound and vibration to do that. It mm -hmm. takes an immersive experience. 
So if you want to reach deep theta, you can put that on, do your meditation. And then the next time you meditate, you're going to have a deeper experience, you mm -hmm. know, because you practiced. And then you can also put it in gamma. And what will happen is your brain will start to condition when you're doing your meditation to those brain waves. So now you've learned to access those brainwave states while you're doing your whatever you enjoy doing as meditation. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all about that, you know, neuroplasticity and changing the patterning within the brain. And we can utilize that so much quicker with technologies like this, which is awesome. Like it's so amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So protocols and access to protocols, you know, how do you decide then what you need on a on a daily basis? But also then lead me into, if you can, a little bit more about the dementia sort of side of things and the protocols there. Sure. We do have we do have protocols in the app especially mm -hmm. for the clinics. So we, we teach them those and they're available to them. Um, with dementia, we have actually a protocol sheet. And what we do is the morning sessions that are SMR, we have a brain fitness series that we write. Now anybody can listen to that. But what we found in our study was when we listen to that, it's a 20 minute session. And it's really about engaging the brain because for learning, you need more alpha than theta. But you need both of them. Those are states of hypernesia, super memory states. The problem is that most people that we measure that have dementia, they have no alpha and theta. Mm -hmm. So think about it like a Wi-Fi network. They're there, but they don't have a way to access the information. Yeah. So once we activate that information, to give you an example of autistic children, because their brain profile is very much the same as a, a woman with a dementia or a guy with dementia, mm -hmm. and they don't have alpha. With the autistic kids, we did a study in Orange County, California with the Dr. Joquita Handy, and mm -hmm. she's a speech pathologist. She didn't even get a chance to teach them how to speak. When we got their brainwaves up to 23% alpha, 90% of them started speaking, oh. which meant they already knew how to speak. They just couldn't do it because they didn't have the brainwave to do it. But as soon as that brainwave was activated, it's like a, it's like a program that's inside of us. It knows how to do it. So it activated it in the state of uh, alpha. How long did it take to do to do that? How many it sessions? Four it took four weeks, yeah. and they were coming. They were they all had the equipment at home because we were doing a study. We actually did a study against magnetic resonant therapy, which was sixty thousand dollars, and we beat that study. We beat them with brain tap, which is a, less than a thousand dollars for the headset in a year. You know, and the yeah. um, that study was sixty thousand dollars, and it took it cost them all about $8,000 just to see if they qualified. And we took only the kids that disqualified from the study. So they already spent $8,000. So we gave them all a piece of equipment. We said, just go through this. You're not able to do magnetic resident therapy. Let's see if we go side by side. And the, the thing was that magnetic resident therapy did change the brain, but mm. it didn't stick. Mm. With brain tap, like we we've shown we've shown the change over time like in our dementia study we had 39% more neuroplasticity in 6 weeks 6 months later they had 42% more neuroplasticity they actually got better so these kids were getting better over time yeah that's incredible so you've obviously got the light as well because a lot of um, my treatment protocols around dementia is um, lighting different times of the day you know the the rapid um, firing of light vibration therapies that we use a lot of and obviously um, ketosis for a majority of the time yeah and even doing hyperbaric that we have here in a keto in ketone state <laughs> ketosis. Oh, yeah those are that's great I mean yeah. all those when you when you when we did our study it was just brain tap but Dr. Kelly Miller he wrote a book called saving your brain you can get it on in um, 
he talks about his whole protocol because when he does his whole protocol, it's even better. But when you're doing a study, you can only do one thing, you know, or they'll say, oh, it was the hyperbaric. It wasn't brain tap. And you could do a study with hyperbaric and I'm sure you'd see really positive results. It's kind of like the five different therapies that are part of brain tap. They all work well separately, but when you put them together, that synergy gives them kind of a, a rocket scientist, you know, it, it gives them, you know, more fuel to do the change, to create the change. Which is so exciting because to think that if you're having benefits to that degree from a study using only one piece of, you know, change, then if you're coupling that, as you just said, with multiple things, what's, what, what is possible? You know, it's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, I, I've actually got we a, a good friend of mine now, his name is Dan Metcalf. We're going to be introducing this to the BrainTap world. He has a product called Up 60 Up. And it's an exercise platform for elderly people. And with that alone, he was getting people out of wheelchairs in two weeks. Now we've matched that with BrainTap. And we're getting phenomenal results because they can't do the movement like other people. It's a little balance board that um, he's created all these different exercises. He was a, uh, a professional soccer player and became dancer and all these other things. And he he created this board and he helped some stars in Hollywood. And it, And I just met him and I said, you know, we need to get this out to the world because movement is so important and they can't really, they can't do Tai Chi or yoga yet. We want to get them to a point where they can it, but his whole idea was how can we get people functional? You know, how can we get them to go get their own groceries or, you know, take care of themselves at home? And it's just, they're all movement therapy. So all those things in combination. So we also have uh, supplements that we believe will help the brain, of course, you know, and a lot of doctors know about those now in, in, in peptides and things like that, that are actually changing the whole landscape of what we're doing with the brain. So when you combine all these things, you get this magical uh, healing, even though their doctors are telling them, I'm sorry, go take care of your affairs. Your, your next stop is the, uh, is, you know, somebody taking care of you, wiping your butt, you know, and all this stuff. And that's not the reality. I mean, it's so sad that our doctors are, they're just Dr. Gloom and Doom and because they're afraid they're going to get sued and nobody's giving these elderly people hope and the brain is designed to heal. That's what it does, but we have to have the right conditions. And if we provide those right conditions, it can heal. If we don't, of course, it's going to go bad, just like anything else. If you keep, uh, if you cut an apple in half and leave it out on the counter, it's going to rot, you know, <laughs> so that's the way it works. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you just, you know, I was just thinking as you were speaking, then obviously, you know, alcohol, there's a, a huge, huge issue with alcohol and then obviously brain detriment, according to that, but also addiction and, and these sorts of things really can support and help addiction. You know, obviously the neuropathway is bringing your body back into the parasympathetic amygdala firing, switching off, you know, all these supports <laughs> that are incredible as a, a conjunction to other treatments. So yeah, the scope is massive, Patrick. I'm so, so excited. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, the, the key is like with alcohol, I, I used to write programs for the state of Arizona here for DUIs. So if you got caught drunk driving, you would take my course. And uh, one of the facts that I told people was that if you drink one beer a day, mm. your brain drinks a quarter of an inch over the year. Just one beer a day. So it doesn't take a lot. And what they do know too is that one beer a day will change your personality because it's rebraiding your DNA. It's changing who you are at a cellular level. So it's better to go out and get drunk one day a week than, than to drink every day, just even one beer, one glass of wine. You know, it, it, it's better to eat uh, dark, dark fruits to get the uh, 
but you're thinking you're eating out of red wine, you know, and plus you got to drink so much red wine, the benefits aren't there because you're drunk. You know, you, you can't really get everything you need out of it. So, you know, eat cranberries and, you know, grapes themselves to get that um, because there's something in that, that color that helps the brain, you know, the dark colored fruits actually help the brain a lot more. Incredible. Yeah, all those polyphenols and, and even resveratrol and things like that in there. Yeah, incredible. Um, so, you know, with with other supports for brain, um, what well, actually, what are other really detrimental things to the brain? Now, let's talk there because then we know what to completely avoid. So no drinking every day. That's one. <laughs> well, there's always the landmines like smoking and drinking and, you know, staying up late. You know, it used to be we'd wear a badge of honor. I only sleep five hours a day. I only sleep six hours a day. Well, sleep is when you incubate your superpowers. So you're only hurting yourself. Sure, you can grit your teeth and get through it and do your thing. But sleep is when you do it. The other thing is, don't think of your past mistakes as being mistakes. Every one of us has a dark night of the soul. We had to go through something to get to where we are. That's how we incubate our superpowers, too. We were being trained. The problem is that most people don't reframe them. They think of them as liabilities when they actually they're assets, because mm-hmm. if you can go to the, if you can get through it like I did, I was held back in second grade and I actually wrote in my book, I was blessed to be the son of an alcoholic, not poor me. My dad was an alcoholic. I'm going to be an alcoholic. Of course, that's a choice I could make, but I choose not to make that choice. Yeah. And so there's you know, you've got to choose your reality. You've got to choose what you want to do. And anything that happened to you, if we can look at it and say, you know what, I might not have liked it. It might not have been the best going through, but I needed it to get me here now. And your best thinking brought you here. If you're listening to this podcast, your best thinking brought you here now. Congratulations. But your best thinking isn't getting you out of here. You need to upgrade your thinking. So that's where these kind of things happen. And we need to upgrade consistently because last year's thinking isn't going to work this year. And next year's thinking isn't going to work with this year's thinking. Everything's evolving. Everything's changing. And the more we get comfortable being uncomfortable, You know, we're going to, that's where we're going to really thrive and survive instead of just surviving. You know, there's a, there's a big difference and look at life as a series of challenges. The only threat we have a, we have a magical body. You know, when you think of people like Wim Hof who can be injected with poisons and then he breathes them out of his body. That's like Superman stuff, like something you'd read in a comic book, you know, and he's doing it in a laboratory. Yeah. You know, or taking these these uh, Buddhists that are meditating in the snow and they put cold towels on them. Mm-hmm. And as they meditate, they dry the towels with their energy. Yeah. I mean, this is like Superman stuff, stuff you'd read in a comic book. But these are humans doing it. So if they can do it, we can do it. We just have to access those states of consciousness to get that done. Absolutely. We are all capable of doing those things. And that's what I think people get stuck. Like you say, they need to reroute and continue to evolve and not feel like they need to stay the same because they feel safe. And it's that safety, I think, that we we get scared of jumping out of that because it's good right now. Why would I want to move and change? And what might that look like? Whereas it's going to get better. Yeah. So Patrick, tell me a little bit more about where BrainTap is going now. You know, what's coming up? What's exciting things? Are, is it is it evolving, evolving to just like we should? Well, yes, we're always evolving. We're, we're yeah. looking at efforts now, which is a way to measure blood flow through the brain. And we're working on a biofeedback BrainTap protocol. 
And we're playing with it right now in the lab in Brazil to perfect it, but we're going to have an interactive brain tap. We're also looking at, uh, we're building out at some point, it'll be on the market as a sleep mask that will measure your EEG while you sleep and help you perfect your sleep cycles. So you can get deep sleep. And if you come out of it, the equipment will actually turn on and retrain you. So it'll be a trainer for sleep. And that's just pure theoretical right now. I've just created it, but we're, we're playing around with it. And I think we can solve that because instead of you waking up in the middle of the night, those of you that are waking up, we can detect that before you wake up and start a cycle of a light sound and vibration that will put you back into deep theta or delta and put you back to sleep. And then you keep that sleep cycle going. And then your brain learns that that's what you want to do at night. And because you're learning it in the way that the brain learns, pretty soon you won't need the sleep mask. It's just a trainer. And then you can use the brain tap or you can use the sleep mask during the day just to listen to a brain tap session because it's going to have a lot of the same technology, but it's going to knock, it's going to knock out all the light. It's going to, it's a, it's a mask you wear in the equipment, the actual electronics comes out of it so you can clean it, you know, in case you sweat in it or your makeup got on it or whatever's going on with the mask. <laughs> And that's a really good, um, you know, lead into better, obviously, say you're training, you're training the body. So you're not relying on it. You're allowing the body to naturally do it. But so many people are stuck and they can't actually shift out of those patterns. And it's at a detriment to their health, which if you can move that much faster, then all of the healing of any disease states will start to get better. And sleep is a superpower, isn't it? So incredible. Um, and obviously research is constantly going on for you guys, which I love, you know, back in, a, um, in our product and wanting to have the best in my particular clinic. So then I can outlay knowing that these are progressive treatments that are moving and, and changing, but also the huge benefits. Um, I'm very, very excited to try in the clinic in conjunction with a HBOT, even with myself too. <laughs> yeah. um, well, our research that we did in Australia, where we took coal miners, that none of them were sleeping more than three minutes of deep sleep. And they were all drinking before they went on the job. This was in Western Australia. We got out of 52 people, we got 32 of them to agree not to drink during the study. Mm -hmm. And we separated them. And within three weeks, they had a 70% improvement in sleep scores. And by the end of the six weeks, everyone, even the people just using the app, were sleeping over 70% improvement with an hour of deep sleep on average. And that's what you need. You need about an hour of deep sleep and two hours of REM. If you do that, I'm sure you'll see your aura ring will score you in the 90s. And the uh, we weren't using aura rings. We were using the bio strap with these guys. And what the amazing part was is after the study, we told them, if you want to keep the catigraphy watches, if you want to keep the brain tap, you know, you can have it because, you know, what are we going to do with it? We can't really resell it. And mm -hmm. every one of them kept it. And when our doctor who's there, Nick, mm -hmm. uh, who's a psychologist in the area and mm -hmm. they're in Australia he said that every one of them when he checked in with them three weeks after the study they'd all still been alcohol free so that tells you they were drinking alcohol to sleep exactly and as soon as they learned how to sleep they were because yeah. they had no circadian rhythm they they went to work in the dark they worked in the dark they left in the dark they had their body didn't know where they were at they could they were in a hole all day long you know it was, it's a terrible job and their quality of life went up 43% their happiness score so you know because when they got off work they were miserable so now at least they had a life outside of work yeah absolutely 
They are some of my hardest clients, the FIFO workers, as we call them, um, in the mines here, because we are in you know WA and we get I get a lot of them. And it's lucky if they land here because their awareness to actually bring them to this to actually fix the problem versus just carry on is powerful. But yeah, the 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 timing of you know even night shift and you know, day shift changes mm. dramatically between shift and shift. So yeah, there's huge health issues as you say, and then there's coping strategies that come along with that too. Yeah, so fascinating. If we could just like you say, get everyone in the world to have a brain tap, and we'd be all much happier. <laughs> yes. Yeah, at least we wouldn't be carrying around that stress from relationship to relationship. We can unload it and have a fresh relationship when we meet up with someone. Absolutely. Gone Gone is the cortisol, cortisol tire, as I call it. Yes. <laughs> I've got this thing here. I'm like, it's your cortisol tire. You're carrying around your stress. <laughs> yes, there you go. That's exactly right. That's perfect. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to steal that. Yeah. You'll see me on a podcast here in the next couple of weeks saying they're cortisol tire. <laughs> go for it. We can spread the cortisol tire information. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well I thank you so much for your time Patrick um you know I've, I've taken enough of that and I really appreciate it Look, I'd love to have more discussions with you and I am in America in October so I don't know if you're around somewhere you might be able to have another catch up and a meet up but um sure. I really appreciate your time today thank you so much okay thank you and if wherever you're at let me know because we're we're doing like four or five events during October maybe we're going to meet up at the same place so yeah absolutely yeah, so. Yeah, I'll be in um, Florida doing uh, the microbiome. We've got the microbiome lab symposium and we're doing a health optimization um, medicine and practice symposium just the day before at the same hotel um, in conjunction with them. So, yeah, it's exciting times. So on that side, that side of America. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm in, actually. I'm in New Bern, North Carolina. I'm just up from Florida. It's about a seven hour drive from Florida. I live on the coast too. I have 88 acres that we're building a... Uh, a health sanctuary where people will come and spend a, a week or a month and we're just building it out now but it's going to be an eco resort where it's all 100 off the grid it'll have all the latest tech i already have all the latest technology i'm just going to have it there i'll bring doctors out that can do stem cells and all those sorts of different therapies and yeah it's going to be a it's going to be a blast i want people to come out here and just transform their physically mentally emotionally and spiritually and have maybe some uh, some of these uh uh, psychedelic experiences out there too. bring some of the people I know and have some events and just open people's minds to the possibilities of healing and health. Absolutely. It's really taking off. Even in Australia, we now have the psilocybin and MDMA being legalized here for use for psychiatrists. So it's going to be really interesting how this space changes in the next year or so. But um, yeah, let me know when you get all that going. I'll be the first one to sign up. That sounds incredible. <laughs> Right, we will. Yeah, you'll hear about it. So, Absolutely. all right. Thanks for having me. This was this was very interesting, and we'll talk again. I'm sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Patrick. Thanks for listening to the Revital Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Revital Health, as well as our website revitalhealth.com.au for upcoming podcasts, workshops, and speaking events. Find out about specials happening in the clinic and all the show notes and links mentioned in the podcast. Please remember that this information discussed here is general information and is not intended to diagnose or treat individuals. Please speak to your healthcare professional before embarking on any new treatments, lifestyle changes, medicines or supplementation to assess your suitability. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you again soon.